Welcome to episode 18 of Recorded Conversations. Uh, today, I have the honor of, of chatting with uh, a dear friend of mine, Carly. Um, we've had so many conversations over the phone. Um, I've always valued her her outlook and uh, her challenging and asking questions and, and diving deeper. Um, she's honestly had such a positive impact on my life and, and um, pushed me down a, a, a self-development route um, and, and helped me dive deeper into to me and, and maybe things I'm struggling with trying to overcome and, and help shed a new light and new perspective on those. So Carly, I'm, I'm happy to hop, have you hop on and, and talk about some things. Yay. I'm happy to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so kind of give you a backstory on how this all came about. Um, I mean, Carly and I have been, been close for a while, but we were just, we recently talked about books we were reading and, and always kind of share, um, share some brain food that, that the other is digesting. And, and it's led to this book that I, I just finished um, called The Power Now, and, and I was two chapters into it, and, and there was a part in the book where um, it started talking about the, the female menstrual cycle, and I know Carly has been um, outspoken on that, um, on her socials uh, more recently, and I was like, Carly, you should read this. This is like really changing my perspective on it as a male, um, and kind of opening my eyes and getting me super interested in, in kind of the whole cycle and, and what what um the women go through and kind of like that transformation phase for them so i reached out to her i'm like you should read this book blah 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 and she ended up getting it and, and diving into it as well and we started talking about it and i was like wait hold up we should we should pause this talk and, and save it for a recorded conversation so um yeah maybe touch on what got you kind of interested in, in deeper dive into into the whole cycle yeah that's a really great question um i don't actually have like there's no specific moment that I can recall where like you know like sometimes you have those aha moments where things like start to shift and go another way and you're like really interested in something um but I don't really remember I know it was when I'm after I moved here so when I moved to Atlanta um I think it just came about in like all of my sort of like self-revelations and like the books that I was reading and um, like being more conscious just overall with like the self, which by the way, I know that there is technically no self, but, um, like with who I am and, um, paying more attention just to like more things than just, um, how I'm interacting with the outside world, but like why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, where they may have came from. Um, so I just think overall that introspective, um, nature came about and then that kind of led me into, okay, wait, like I experienced this huge thing that every month for like most of my life that nobody's really talking about, like, why doesn't this matter? Um, and I knew that PMS was a thing. And I think at some point I actually learned that PMS is different than like your period. And I felt like an idiot kind of, because I was like, I'm a woman and I should know that, but I didn't know that. And then I felt kind of angry and frustrated because that's what like most of the world believes. Like you hear men talk about women and they're like, Oh, she's just PMSing. Like she's on her period. I'm like, those two things are very different. And like, we have it all backwards anyway. Like most of us think that um, periods are a time of moodiness and, you know, irritability and like 
we can't deal with women when they're on their periods, but that's actually not true, not true at all. Um, our periods are a time where we're usually pretty calm. Like we might be in some physical pain, but that's like a whole different story. But what really happens when we get frustrated or, you know, have mood swings or are irritable is because we are about to start a period. And that's what PMS stands for, which is premenstrual uh, syndrome. I love that. What, I well, yeah. What are you, what are males are taught very little um, about, about it. What are, what are females kind of like taught about it? Um, and you said like, cause you kind of touched on like, I never knew or, or I was kind of angry. Um, what is like the current system, I guess, if like health education, when you go through high school, like what does it even touch on um, from like a high level standpoint? Nothing. Like I don't, I don't remember a single time in school uh, or any sort of education that I had personally that anybody like talked about periods at all. Like I, I vaguely remember what they called like sex education. And I think I got that in like sixth grade. And I felt like that was like way too early for me to really comprehend. Like maybe it could have been a good time for an introduction, but I wish that they would have followed up like every year because we changed so much during that time. Um, but I like vaguely remember that. And most, mostly it was just like us kids laughing about the video that we were watching because we had no idea what any of this <laughs> yeah. even was yet. Like we were too young. It was still funny. And I don't, I don't remember it being like periods being mentioned at all. Like maybe in passing, like to show what, like this, uh, like women do go through this thing. It's called their period. And then like, that's the end of the story. And, um, so nothing through like public education. Um, and I'm trying to think like personally, my mom didn't really talk to me about it. Like she kind of did, but you could tell that she was very like uncomfortable. Like this was a very hush hush thing. Like you weren't supposed to, um, like for example, when she first told me like, you're probably going to get your period soon. This is where I keep the tampons. Like please come to, she did say like, please come to me if it happens and you need help. But I basically felt like I was on my own. Like here are the tools, like very little and like, here you go. And so, um, but I remember her also telling me like, don't flush them down the toilet. And like, when you take them out, like wrap them in toilet paper and throw it away and like stuff it in the trash so nobody sees it. And to me, that was like, okay, my period is a thing that I'm not supposed to talk about and people aren't supposed to know about it. So I have to be very secretive about it and quiet. Um, but like, so that was the first like knowledge, I guess I ever like received about this thing that's going to happen to me <laughs> for most of my life. Um, yeah. but nothing, nothing formal, um, that I can like literally nothing. And that makes me yeah. really sad because I wish that there was, and I think it's starting to change now, or at least I hope it is. Um, but like, I'm, you know, almost 25 and I'm, I started my period when I was 11. Like that took me that long to realize that there's this whole part of me that I wasn't even paying attention to in my whole life. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's such a great, why do you think, um, why do you think it's hush hush or why do you think it's kind of like social taboo not to discuss these things? Um, I think it definitely like piggybacks off of, um, 
the culture that we, you know, grew up in, which was very male dominated. Um, women were like, you know, pictured to be a certain way. And like, we all saw what we were supposed to be like all the time. Like it goes alongside, you know, the same concept of like the fact that we shave all of our hair off basically, except the important uh, like parts, like your actual head of hair and your eyebrows and stuff like that. But women other than that, like they are supposed to be like clean and like fresh all the time. And then like men are just kind of like, you know, more grungy and whatever. And that was kind of the image that was depicted for both. And so I think that just kind of follows along with that. And also I think going farther back, like women were not um, like seen as equals or respected for a long time. And so if we're not seen as equals or respected, the same as the men who are leading us in this world and like making all of the decisions, then why should they care about what we experience on a monthly basis, they have no idea. They can't experience it. So why would they care? So I think it just got forgotten and like left behind, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Through, through your like digging and learning so far, um, maybe start with like, what's like one thing or a couple of things that you wish you like critical things you wish you knew or understood at, at a younger age or were taught at a younger age. Um, that this isn't this is normal number one like this is a normal thing it happens to everyone and it shouldn't be something that you're shameful of um because it's a big part of you uh that would be number one just because i knew when i if somebody told me that when when i was 11 and i believed it i think that would have significantly changed you know like the rest of my life because it's changing my life now to know that um And secondly, like critical things, Hmm. I would say just like all of the stuff that I've learned about, like the phases of your reproductive cycle, I don't, there's not even an actual term that I know how to like what to call this thing. I've, I've been calling it different things based on how I'm feeling mostly like (laughs) yesterday, I think I called it the phase phenomenon, like or um because you're like saying your menstrual cycle is like kind of accurate but only like a quarter accurate because menstruation is only a quarter of like what actually happens and then there's still some like like there are some people that call that say that there's like two cycles and there's other people that say that there's four and i mean they're saying the same thing but they're just labeling it differently so there's really no clear cut um like i don't know like framing around it even now but um in terms of physiology I guess there sort of is but even then same thing um yeah but if somebody would have told me like in general kind of how I look at it now like I'm not super like um like science-based about it like I don't use all of the physiological terms I've kind of like I know what they are and that's how I learned it but then I just like made it more like generalized for me and like for my life. And so if somebody would have just told me the generalized version, like, Hey, so every month you start your period and you're going to feel like this for probably, you know, one to seven days, it, and it varies. Like it's never going to be the same when you're younger. It'll start to balance itself out as you get older. And then you're going to go through another cycle after that and another cycle after that and another cycle after that. And you're going to start all over and it's going to be this thing that you see like patterns show up in your life. And it's okay that 
you know, you're different one week than the next. Like that's how this works. That's how it affects your body. And if somebody told me that earlier, I would have had a much easier time accepting me for who I am, like overall. Because we're so often compared to our male counterparts. Like you guys have it so much easier in comparison in terms of the world that we live in. Because the world is designed for you in the sense that you can be the same every day and you're rewarded for that. Like your schedule can be the same every day. You can like pretty much eat and drink the same types of things every day and work out the same every day and like you'd be fine. But like if I did that, like I can't sustain that. I literally, like my body is not designed to do that. But that's the world that I grew up in and that's what we're put into. So it's kind of like trying to shove a circle into a square hole, you know? Like, we don't really fit in there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Maybe from, like, a male standpoint, you did a good job of, like, generalizing it. But maybe what are the the differences, the changes in, in you? You know what I mean? In how you act um, so males can better understand um, what, what the females are going through. Yeah, so it's different for everyone, but um, in general. Um, so, like, day one of the cycle is day one of your period, and that usually lasts – three to five to seven days it really depends on the person um usually the like there are some women who have really bad actual periods but that's pretty rare like that's not really that common um during that time we like to call that winter so if you think like if you think of these four cycles that women go through every month as like the four seasons it can help you kind of like relate to what they might be feeling and experiencing so menstruation is winter. So I'm like, I'm actually about to start that right now. So I'm feeling very like, I want to stay at home, which I mean, right now I have to stay at home, but I want to stay at home. I want to like lay on the couch um, and not in a lazy way, but like I'm internally feeling like my body is grieving because my body is bleeding. Like I'm literally about to shed the lining of my uterus and I'm bleeding. And so like, that's a time for me to to like slow down and like chill out and just be like with myself. Um, a super good time for reflection as well. And like releasing things and letting go if you want to get a little bit spiritual with it. Um, and then after that, you kind of transition into what we call like the pre ovulatory phase. And that's like my favorite time. That's like spring. That's like when you're in college. And at least for us, it was like when we were in college and like the cold has like gone away and like the trees are starting to be green again and like the sun feels really warm and like everything is really exciting and it's really fun. Um, that's what that feels like. So you come out of this winter and you go into the spring. Um, that's my favorite time. I like, I love that time. If I could have that forever, that would be like the, the most ideal life I could ever live. Um, but that time is pretty much like, you're a go-getter, like you're ready, your, your ambition is high, like you're ready to do stuff, you're ready to go. Um, and then after that, you do go into the actual ovulatory phase. Um, and that's usually like day 14 on average, you actually go through ovulation. So that's your, like your body is actually um, preparing to make a child. So your sex drive is really high, um, because you're you're the most fertile in that time. There's like actually one day that you release the egg and it's the most ideal time for it to, you know, catch the sperm to, for you to get pregnant. Um, and that time is pretty interesting. That varies from person to person as well. Sometimes I can feel a little bit 
like period like like it feels a little crampy like you can feel it in your actual uterus like you know something's going on in there but for me that's the point where I feel like I hit the top of the peak and like life was really good and now everything is starting to go like back downhill after that um because then you are in the end of the ovulatory phase transitioning into pms which is the premenstruation and that time like i said is pretty interesting and that's what you that's what actually sparked our you know this whole conversation was i think in the book uh the power yeah. of now that's what he's referring to that time is like that alone in itself lasts for like a week or a week and a half and that I could probably dissect that for the next year and still not have all of the answers because it's so incredibly complex like there's so many things that go on that we don't really know about like the your hormones are changing so much and how what you eat matters and like what you drink and like it's just, it's really insane. I've only really just begun to start like really digging into that phase, but in general, it's usually the time where we're most moody. Uh, like we have mood swings, irritability. There's actually, um, it's common for you to have trauma resurface during that time as well, which explains a lot. Uh, that's why yeah. we get so triggered easily. Like during PMS, I'll get triggered by something that I would never get triggered by, like in pre-ovulatory phase. And I'm like, what the hell? Like. I was just fine like last week or two weeks ago. And now I'm like not fine. And for a while that's, that can make you feel like um, you're pretty insane. Like if you didn't know what was going on, you'd be like, what's wrong with me. But when you can kind of put this frame around it, it makes it a little bit more like manageable. You're like, okay, wait, where am I? And that's why I love um, like, learning about this stuff and like doing all of this like self-analysis because it helps me really understand like who I even am. I like that a lot. Um, how do you inform for the people listening? Um, Roscoe, the first person I have, they live together. How do you inform Roscoe and like, what is that like transparency like of like, I don't know. How's that? How's that um, conversed about or how, how do you try yeah. to inform him and in, in what stage you're at? Yeah. So he's been so great. Actually, I feel very like blessed. Um, he's like, just, I mean, I wouldn't say just as interested because he's a male and like, he doesn't have the actual like personal experience with it, but like on, in his own way, he's just as interested because he noticed like when I started to really dig into all of this, it kind of like put a magnifying glass over my life a little bit. Like, we would highlight that, okay, like I'm being such a bitch right now. And like, I wasn't being this two weeks ago. So, but like being able to talk to him about that was great, but he has had like an interest in it this whole time. Um, he usually asks me like, where are you? Like if something feels kind of off or different, he'll be like, where are you right now? And I'll be like, Oh, I'm in, you know, whatever phase. And he was like, Oh, okay. And and actually we've gotten to a point now we have a calendar in our um, bedroom and I like mark where I am. And like, actually the other day we made a bet on when I would act, when I would start my period based on the calendar for like, you know, I get to, I get something if I went, you know, whatever yeah, made it kind yeah. of fun. But I mean, sometimes like, and I know he's like not as connected to it as I am because it's my body. So I'm grateful when he does bring it up and he does ask me, but I really try to like, go to him and say, 
hey, like I'm about to start, um, you know, PMS like in the next day or so. So the, this, these next few days might be a little like rocky as I make this transition. And I was like, and can you just help me over these next two weeks? Like, don't let me drink any coffee and I need a lot of sleep or, you know, something like that. I always just, I'm very open and on like honest with him about it and always like asking for things that I need, like, cause during certain times I might need more space and other times I don't. And that changes literally monthly. So like, it's my job to make sure that I'm communicating that with him. Cause otherwise, like, like I said, we're so different. Like males can just kind of like ride this study line for like a long time while women are constantly going around and around and around in circles to move forward. Um, so just communicating that with him to remind him that like, Hey, this is what's going on with me just so you're aware. So you're not caught off guard. Like that's definitely made a huge difference in our relationship. And it helps me feel like I'm supported and, and all of that good stuff. So I think just communication on both ends. And, and I mean, you can't like make people be interested in what you're going through, but if they're willing to like, listen, if like, let's just say that I just found out about all of this and Roscoe had no idea, like I'd probably sit him down and like, like explain to him like this is what goes on in my body and this is why and like if he wants to learn more then we'll talk about it more and just kind of have to go from there but I think overall just keeping the line of communication open is is really key I like that we talked about it on the phone um earlier but I liked how I was super interested in how you brought this kind of transparency approach to your workplace can you kind of like touch on on that approach yeah that was interesting. I'm lucky though, because I, well, I wouldn't say I'm lucky. I'm blessed. I feel grateful to work with a team that is already super, um, like self-aware and introspective and like very open to things. So that made it that much easier. Like I, I wasn't going up against somebody who literally, you know, has, is the like opposite of that. But I had some trouble for a while with PMS because and I still do. And I thought that I had what was called PMDD. It's like a severe um, version of PMS. Like your, your symptoms are very extreme and like you go through a very drastic change um, because that's not, it shouldn't be so different that it feels like night and day um, from like your preovulatory phase. But I was experiencing that. Um, and it was, I felt like it was affecting a lot of a lot of my life, including work. So, um, like I'm a, I'm a coach, you know, at a gym. So I have to be, I have to show up, I have to be there and I have to help people. And like, they see my face and they feel my energy. And I was noticing that during those, that week and a half of PMS, like I was not being a good person. And then, then I also realized that at my old job, that that could have been also what caused me such stress there as well as I kind of put all these pieces together. And I, I was worried that I was going to start to do the same thing in this job that I really love. And, um, so I felt like I needed to communicate that with my team. Um, and I started by just telling my boss one day, I think he said like, um, like, are you okay? Or something. And I was like, I'm just tired. And I was like, I'm about to, um, start my period. So, and I've kind of like brought those up brought that conversation up a little bit here and there, like basically to suggest like, Hey, I'm a person that talks about my period, (laughs) you know, basically like just opening that door. 
And so they were familiar with me, like using that language, like so openly in that way. Um, and so, and he's a male. So I said, like, I'm about to start my period. And he said, oh, okay. Like didn't really, and I could tell, like, he was kind of like, I don't really know what that means. Like, I know kind of what it means, but I don't really know. So I took that as an opportunity to like share some of the knowledge that I've gained with him. I was like, yeah, so right now I'm kind of in a, in the fall season. I was like, you know how in the fall you feel like you want to wind down a little bit more or you want to like stay home and you want to like just chill out. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so then when I start my actual period, I'm like in the winter, like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. And he was like, Oh, okay. And so then after that, he kind of, he was like using the word wintering with me. He was like, um, like, I can't remember exactly, but it felt nice to be acknowledged. Like he actually heard what I said and like, listened to me and like understood and then made me feel validated because then he said something later, like, um, enjoy your, enjoy your wintering or something like that. Just like the effort was definitely appreciated. But bringing it into work, I mean, I'm just overall pretty transparent about my period. Like, I obviously talk about it on social media. I talk about it in my relationship. I talk about it with friends. I talk about it at work. Um, I don't know if that's possible for everyone. I wish it was. Like, in an ideal world, every female would be able to openly say, like, what's up y'all? Like today I started PMS. So please don't be angry with me if I'm being a bitch today. Like, you know, just something like that. I feel like it would make all of our lives as women just a little bit easier uh, because it's not like we're incapable during that time. It just, we just change so often. We shift through these different phases and they all have value, but they're just not constant. They're just not the same. I like that. I don't know if that really answered your question, but no, yeah, no, it definitely did. I think like if I was a business owner or ran my own team from, from a male or female standpoint, how could I better, you know I mean? How, what, what should that dialogue be like? Or um, mm. is the best for speaking of me specifically, if, if I happen to manage or work with what should that, you know what I mean? Where, what should that understanding be? And like, how do you break that dialogue or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or at least like express to them that you're interested or, or want to understand where they're at. Um, yeah. Like how, um, how would you recommend that approach from a male standpoint? Ooh, yeah. From a male standpoint, I don't know because that can get really tricky. Um, well, uh, I think that, if you were a male and you were actually going to try to do that, you'd have to like almost prove that you're knowledgeable. Like, Hey, I've, I have a good friend that, you know, she constantly talks about like how the menstrual cycle like affects like her life as a female. Um, just know that if this is something that is like important to you or at all that you care about and you feel like it's something that could potentially play a role in the way that you show up at work. Like just know that I'm like open to that conversation. Yeah. I like that. What are some Because you wouldn't things... want it to be like creepy. Like, Hey, are you on your period? Like you don't exactly. want to do that. Exactly. I like that approach of like, Hey, I understand because uh, you know what I mean? Because I heard this podcast or read this book and, and I'm actually more interested in learning where you are um, coming from yeah. a place of understanding versus like kind of a quick job, quick job like that. You talked about, 
uh, something that interests me was you talked about like not drinking caffeine and are there other like subtle tips that you, that you've implemented that have helped you from, from a female side of things if, if a female is listening to this? Yeah, I, well, personally, because my PMS symptoms were so bad, I, um, had to cut out caffeine. Like I only drink decaf and tea. I know decaf still has a little bit of caffeine in it, but I think my caffeine tolerance is already pretty high that it doesn't affect me that much during PMS. But I, and only recently have I been able to actually implement this. Like I've known that this was probably a good idea for a while, but I'm so freaking stubborn that I just refused. Like I didn't want to believe it. Like I just like coffee and I was like, why am I, why can't I have this every day? And that's, that kind of goes back to my same point about men and women being so different in this world that we created. Like, I don't know. I just have this envisionment that if, that if we started this whole thing over and women created this world, like coffee shops would only be open like half the time because all the women would be this on the same cycle, you know, just something crazy like that, that will never actually happen. But, um, I had to cut out caffeine and I don't drink any alcohol. Not that I had a problem with that really. I just know that it can affect your PMS symptoms. So like, why do it? So I just don't drink alcohol at all anymore when I'm PMSing, which is hard because sometimes like when life was normal, friends would be like, Hey, do you want to go to the belt line today and like have a drink? And it, you know, I'd be PMSing. And so I'd be like, Oh no, I can't. And like you PMS for a whole week and a half and not that you can't go anyway and not drink alcohol. Like I know you can totally do that, but it's just hard to like adjust yourself so often. Like, this one week I can do this thing, but this week I can't do it at all. Like it's yeah. a lot to like manage, you know, time and time again. But I stopped drinking caffeine, I stopped drinking alcohol, and I cut out um, like any refined sugars. At least that's the goal. I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, 100% like never do it, you know, during PMS. But that's kind of the the thing that I figured out for me works best. And also, um, since I'm such an avid workout person and I am a coach, um, and this is what I do, I have to like change my workout. Like they can't be the same. Like, and I think that's another thing that I'm starting to, it's a big, big thing to dive into, but I'm kind of getting a little bit closer to going down that road. But um, fitness was also built for men. And so like, you know, the, the common progressions are, you know, you go through, you go through a certain progression for three to four weeks and then you take a deload and then you do the same thing just kind of over and over. That's kind of the general idea. Um, and for me, like I'm, I've tried that and I've done that. And I've noticed that with my PMS, like things are just not the same. They don't feel the same. I don't feel the same my like like uh like 125 pounds could feel like 200 during pms whereas then i go and actually do 200 in pre-ovulatory and it's like feels like the lightest thing ever like it's amazing how your body is really different in in that realm like during those times and so right now i started doing my own programming again for a while my boss is doing it for me but since being at home i'm doing it so I'm using this as an opportunity to play around with um, different concepts of like progression and working out kind of in general. Like 
for the first two weeks of my cycle of the month, I'm good to go. And then the last two weeks, I kind of have to slow it down and do things a little bit lighter and not feel bad about that. That's like the biggest part is like, it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong or like, I'm not, I'm wrong. Like that's probably the biggest battle of all of that, but I'm very excited to um, see how it helps me and supports me through each, each phase. Yeah, I like that. And I think that's what the overarching thing is, is like understanding from like a personal standpoint or like a partner standpoint of like, there's a reason for this. You know what I mean? It's not just some yeah. thing and, and I just like one day can't do it and I'm frustrated. Like there's a reason behind it all um, in, in this whole system of, of understanding where you're at and someone else understanding where you're at um, allows that kind of like acceptance and, and um, I'm not so hard on yourself. Um, yeah. But I, I, I really enjoy that. Maybe sum up from I don't know like if if I didn't listen to anything on this podcast but this like from a both a male standpoint and a female standpoint what would you say oh okay uh for females um those with uteruses I would say learn more about your body like do some research what does the menstrual cycle involve and how could it possibly affect me? And then make sure you're tracking your period at least. Like if nothing else, use an app. I use the Flow app to track your period and just see how it goes. Like I track literally every day. Like I put symptoms in for every day. Most women don't do that. They only do their period time and that's fine. Either way, it's valuable insight to what could be going on with you. Um, I think those two things like doing your own research would be huge. And then for males, I would say be more open to the conversation about periods and validate that that's a real thing. Do your research too. You don't have to obviously don't have research to do on yourself, but do some research about what actually goes on. I'm sure your mind will be blown. I love that. I've learned so much through just through this conversation and, and just like my, my, interest keeps heightening just to just to understand it more um like you said just because it's it's such a recurring thing just at such a young age almost your whole life um but yet it's taboo and not talked about um and not kind of dive deeper so i appreciate you you doing that and being kind of breaking that like social taboo and being open about it and discussing it um where at first people might be like wait what but um kind of paving that way so i appreciate you you doing that and it's and it's inspired me to to learn more and, and talk about it um, from a, from a male standpoint. So I appreciate, I appreciate you for that. Thank you. I appreciate you for having this conversation with me and yeah, sharing it with people. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the thing. I, that's why I want to get this out just from like a male standpoint too, of just like learning more from, from our point of view, because it just, it's like I said, like, it's not even talked about. It's, oh, it's just shrugged up. Like, Oh, she's, she's on her period. Like that's all the, you know what I mean? The cliche thing that males say, which is so wrong. And, and right. Just, so many ways but that's yeah what you're taught and what's passed down so um i yeah breaking that breaking that cycle is is something that i'm going to be more mindful of in in from an education standpoint so i appreciate you inspiring me to do that yes you're welcome i appreciate you i appreciate you um to end this hopefully this this conversation lasts longer than than you and i what are some like it could be about this topic it could be not but maybe some like words of wisdom or something you live by or a quote that, um, that you really kind of like, yeah, live by or, or hang your hat on. 
Oh, recently, something that's been running through my mind um, is honor the body, which I know that's kind of used a lot and like said a lot, but I think I've recently, like honor the body means something like totally new to me now. Honor the body isn't just like working out, like you think, or face masks and self-care. It's like pay attention to your body and what it's telling you and then honor the body. I like that a lot. That's awesome. Uh, continue to do that. And like I said, continue to kind of pave the way. And, and I'm excited to see kind of where this conversation goes. And I think you're on a, such a cool path to kind of first do yourself, self-dive and learning and then, and then educate everyone else. So I'm excited to see where this goes for you. Uh, personally Thank as well. you. Much really love. Appreciate I, it. Yeah, I appreciate you hopping on and I'm sure we'll be in contact soon, but um, just know I appreciate you and, and all that you stand for. Sounds good. Thanks Much again. Love. You're up. Bye.